Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today, my solo sister Tanya Arbadi and、uh, I will be talking about why raising vibration is important to attract true love. Enjoy. Today,、um, we are going to talk about everything is vibration, raised to attract your love.、Um, and it is because people say like attract like. It's not about personality, it's like a vibe. So, when you are in low vibration, you happen to meet someone, like, you know, when you're dating and stuff like that, the person you end up dating with. Doesn't necessarily in the relationship with.、Um, they happen to be in a vicinity because this person is vibrating in the same frequency as how you are vibrating. And that's not necessarily always a good idea because, depends on how you are vibrating, you may be attracting karmic partner instead of、uh, your soulmate. So, Me and Tanya, we think it's a good idea to discuss about it because you can always work on yourself without getting into the relationship with a karmic partner. And it's not avoidance, it's like your choice you can make. What do you think about that, Tanya? Yeah, no, and I think I, I agree with you. And I, and I think、um, when it comes to if you're How can I put this? If you are starting in the place where you are conscious, you're aware, you're awake, and you are at a place in your life where you are ready to call in that twin flame soulmate relationship,、um, you absolutely have to pay attention to your vibration. Because if you, because it's possible, and this is what I tell my clients all the time, it's absolutely possible to attract the perfect person for you. And without even getting into soul contracts and agreements and all these other things, but karmic relationships are a thing. And if you are not consciously aware of your vibration and what you're putting out into the universe, you're going to tend to repeat these patterns, right? These karmic relationships. Because I continue to say this time and time again that our relationships. Are mirrors to us. Everything in the universe around, everything that you see in your reality is a mirror back to you as to what vibration you're holding. So if you're holding the vibration that I'm not worthy, I'm not enough, I have all these wounds I need to heal, you're going to continue to attract these relationships that will reflect that back to you. So when you are in the vibration of I'm enough, I am perfect and whole, I am exactly where I need to be. You know, I love myself. I love the world around me. Everything is fine. Everything is good. And you hold that vibration and you really mean it. Like you really feel it. Like I'm not talking about just like paying lip service. But if you really truly embody that vibration, that is when you attract that loving relationship to you because you are being love. You are in the vibration of love. And by doing that, That elevates your vibration and attracts more of that to you. So, that is why it's so important to be aware of what vibration you're putting out. Everything is vibration, everything is frequency. We are energy beings. 
everything that exists around us, if you look at it under a microscope, under the, the most powerful electron microscope, and you get it down to the infinitesimal little particles of quantum quantum field, you'll see that everything is absolutely energy. And when it comes down to it, energy is vibration, it's frequency. So that is why it is super important to be aware of what you're putting out there so that you know what you're attracting. Because you can either be a conscious creator or you can create unconsciously. It doesn't matter because regardless of whether you're aware or not, you are always creating. We are meant to be creators. That's who we are. So you are always, always emitting a vibration. So whether you're aware of it or not, you're emitting a vibration. So it's by far better to step into that vibration of love, of that emotional experience, because that vibration is what is going to attract that to you. So yeah, I totally agree. And I can go on about this for forever, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah. So, um, the reason why um, people attract to karmic partner because um, your subconscious mind or your higher self, uh, well, maybe your inner child, I think the gathering of all of these are thinking, okay, I need to heal this pain. So how are you going to heal this pain? A lot of times people are having, um, you know, traumas and then, painful experiences from childhood or previous relationship and then when that is not healed uh, you need it thinks need to replay the same pattern in order for you to heal yourself right but a lot of times people are not really aware of um, aware of having same experience because, um, you know, they are not really aware of that. And then repeating patterns, they are not sure of it. So unless you heal yourself from that experience, it tend to repeat. And that is a lot of times a karmic relationship. And then that's not just your lifetime right now. A lot of my clients, they, are, they were going through painful experiences in their past lives and that pattern is repeating the time right now so unless you clear those patterns you know you tend to repeat the same pattern over and over and then people don't want to repeat that pattern it's really important to clear that so that is why repeating and then once you let go and you heal those patterns what's going to happen is your vibration goes up and then you're no longer holding on to these beliefs about you or trauma about you and then you are no longer let's say if you feel like in the past life experiencing the relationship your partner were treating you really badly so you end up believing you are not worth, right? And your soul do have this memory. And then in this lifetime, you may not know why, but you feel like you have to prove your self-worth uh, by showing how great a girlfriend you are, how amazing wife you are, whatever, right? You have to prove to your partner how good you are. Um, 
while this behavior is showing, there is a trauma either in the uh, childhood experience or past life experience or whatever, right? So when that part is not healed, you tend to attract the person. You have to prove your worth to that person. This is just one of the example. But once you let go of, let go and heal this trauma, what's gonna happen is you know your worth. So when someone's showing up to your relationship and you have to prove your worth or how great you are or how amazing girlfriend you are, that person automatically like tells you, okay, he's not worth for me. Because if he's attracted to me, it's not me showing how amazing you are to him. He will sell himself to you how amazing boyfriend or husband will be. So please pick me out of, I don't know, 10, 10 guys who are all over you. Or that's in his mind what's going on, you know? <laughs> so that's a regular healthy pattern. Because when guys doing stuff like that, that is not unhealthy because guys are competitive. So, you know, they love sports, they love competing, and they when they work harder for it, they find a value in you. So they need to show how great a boyfriend or husband to be to you if he's serious about it. So if he's not doing anything like that in the relationship or in dating, and you have to be opposite role, you know, there is some Erica, I think we lost you. So there. Yeah. Okay. So what I was saying is when you don't have any um, traumas or those experience of uh, pain in the past or past life anymore, you don't really have to prove your worth. And then you attract a guy who wants to compete for you who wants to fight for you because he sees a value in you. And when he sees a value in you, what's going to happen is he assumes other guys are seeing value in you, so he has to compete. And he's already seeing your worth. And then as a result, when you become his girlfriend, he'll treat you well because, you know, they love fixing cars guys you know <laughs> and then more time they have to tend themselves to fixing and delegate their time and the effort and everything is very important and valuable to him so it's the same thing it comes to wife or girlfriend so you can take these uh attitude from guys behavior from guys as normal because you're worth it and uh, if you feel guilty, they're doing a lot of stuff for you or, oh, I'm not doing anything. He's doing like a million of great things. And I gotta, I gotta do, give back to him. I'm not saying that take it for the granted. You know, your smile, your gratitude, your appreciation is you are giving back to him. It's not like, oh, you have to do same thing what he's doing to me because how guys showing, um, his gesture, the love language, love gesture 
for you to attract you is different from how we show it. Yeah, and I think there are some absolute key things there because this is a lot, actually, I should say like 99.9% of what I do with the people that I work with and my clients, that healing that underlying trauma, healing those inner child wounds, healing the past life wounds, healing all of this stuff is what helps you step into that wholeness of being, of who you are as a divine spiritual being, as part of source, as part of the all that is. Um, Because we all have some sort of trauma. We all have, and I don't care, it could be big trauma with a capital T, like something hugely traumatic happened in your childhood, in your life, or in a past life, or it could be something as simple as something that was said to you in passing as a child that stuck with you. Like even the littlest things, like it can be, you had a horrific childhood, you were beaten, you were abused, you were sexually assaulted, big trauma. Or it could be something so small that sticks with you. And the thing is, like, perfect example, like my, and this is just my, my own experience, my dad was a big fat shamer. Like, he inherited that from his family. Those are his, our generational wounds. My father had very little tolerance for anybody who was overweight. So when I was young, before I got tall, I got a little chubby. And I remember very specifically a couple of key phrases, key words that my dad said to me that stuck with me and shaped my life as an adult because of those one or two little words he said, one or two little sentences that traumatized me as a kid and my sense of self-esteem, my sense of self, my sense of worthiness, because we all go through life needing to be loved. And what happens is when stuff like that happens, you know, whether it's big trauma or whether it's something said in passing, maybe you had a friend in grade school who fat shamed you. Maybe you had a kid in grade school who happened to walk by and say, oh, you're ugly. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. Everyone has their own unique experience of stuff like this that happens that causes some sort of emotional wounding. And these wounds shape who we are as adults. It shapes our self-esteem. It shapes our sense of self. And that, that is what gets stuck in that subconscious, in our psyche, our opinion of ourselves, our beliefs about ourselves, based on what we learned and experienced as kids and also past life stuff too. So those are the things we need to work on addressing as adults, when it comes to embodying the vibration of love in order to attract love, because we don't attract our, let me take a step back. Our vibration, our point of attraction is based on our, not just our thoughts, but our beliefs and our subconscious beliefs about how we really feel about ourselves, how we see ourselves. So if we are 
in a space and in a mind space where we ultimately don't like ourselves. And I think this is the big epidemic. You know, people talk about COVID, but I'm telling you, unworthiness and not enoughness are more of a pandemic in the population today than I think anything else is. Because you can just look at the world around you and see it. You know, how does it present itself? It presents itself in people-pleasing, perfectionism, acting out, all these people, you know, over-sexualizing. All of these things are people basically crying out to be loved. And it's because of these traumas in our in our inner child wounds that cause us to feel this way about ourselves. And that is a vibration. That is a vibration that people wonder why. And this is why I have people that come to me. They're like, I continue to attract narcissists. I continue to attract people who cheat on me. I continue to attract people who lie to me or people who won't commit to me, people who are emotionally unavailable. Well, the reason why you're continually attracting people like this is because of you. It's your vibration. It's what you feel about yourself. It's how you deep down in your subconscious ultimately feel about how you are as a person because that is your point of attraction. And this is why vibration is so important. And this is why healing and looking at these things is so important. And that's why I will constantly continue to preach to people, unworthiness is one of the biggest wounds that we have. And that sense of unworthiness is why we continue to attract people who treat us like crap because it's a mirror. It's a reflection. Our relationships reflect back to us what we need to heal. So that's why it is so, so imperative. If you are really looking to call in that sacred union, call in that soulmate relationship, you have to start with yourself. You have to do that work on yourself and be and embody what it is you want to attract. If you are wanting to attract soulmate love, you need to be that for yourself first. And a lot of times that means looking back at what needs to be healed, releasing, letting go of some of those emotions and going back and digging that stuff up so you can release it and let it go out of your subconscious. Yes, exactly. So usually, you know, people teach manifestation, especially from mindset, that is not the uh, most effective way to manifest your soulmate because if you don't work on yourself to raise your vibration, you know, it doesn't matter what mindset you're having because mindset doesn't really clear your vibration. It may focus you, um, help you to focus your subconscious mind to identify the partner you may be looking for, but that doesn't mean the partner you will having end up with are high vibrational being. So it may be okay relationship because if you look at the checkbox, the person will apply with all checkbox, but that doesn't mean that person is a soulmate because when you are um, living as a couple, they will be a lot of, uh, what you gonna call it? Lot of in harmony when you're going through your couple journey and then you may go through a lot of fight, you may go through a lot of challenges. And that is what on it my experience. When you are having a soulmate relationship, 
you don't go through too many fight or too many conflict with each other. You may have to have a discussion to resolve your differences, but that doesn't mean you're going to have fight or you're going to have painful uh, courtship with each other because that is not going to happen among soulmate. And then you meet soulmate or twin flame when you are or one of you need to be at least having high vibration in the case of twin flame. But soulmate, both of you are in the same vibrational frequency and happen to be the same high vibrational frequency. So what happens is your relationship is going to be harmonious. You may have a challenge here and there, but not that you are going to have traumatic relationship from each other's relationship. Yeah, and it's it's so important to um, really have, and I will, <laughs> I know I say this like every single time, but it's so important to have that self-awareness. Um, regardless of whether you are looking for a relationship, you're in a relationship, um, self-awareness is everything. It's where it all begins because you have to understand that most of the things that upset us, whether it's a situation thing that happened, like say your partner comes home and they're in a pissed off mood or whatever, and they're yelling and griping and stuff, you only can re- control your reaction. And your vibration that you are emitting will play out into your relationships. So if you are in that harmonious state where you are centered, you are grounded, you are connected to source, you know who you are, you're working on healing, your vibration is high, right? If you are in that high state of vibration, it affects everything around you. That just affects everything, you know, everything from abundance to your friendships, to your family life, to, you know, everything that happens is affected by that vibration. So, and this is what I tell people all the time who are already partnered. You know, if you've got a spouse or a partner who's, you know, comes in the house and they're in a bad mood or they're pissed off or they're argumentative or whatever, if you continue to hold your vibration in a high state of being, because because you can only control how you react and respond. You can't control the other person. However, high vibration always trumps low vibration. So if your partner's in a low state of mind, low vibration, whatever, and you hold your high vibration, eventually it's going to wear off on them. (laughs) So, I mean, essentially you can control what's going on around you by maintaining that elevated state of vibration. And it really comes down to awareness. It comes down to how do I feel in the moment? How do I feel right now? How do I feel about myself? Am I connected into source? Am I connected into my power supply? Because source is, you know, whether you call it God, whether you call it the universe, however you see it, that ultimate um, intelligence, right? The creator of worlds, the, the energy that creates those worlds, that is who we are a part of. And when we plug into that source, we can then stream that energy into ourselves and thus elevate our vibration. When we are embodying that sense of love, wholeness, peace, acceptance, because that's where we come from. You know, we come from unconditional love. It's who we are. 
And when we pass on from this earthly existence, we return back to that, you know, and in our older lives, we have our parallel lives, past lives, whatever you want to see, however you want to look at that. All of these experiences are just experiences. And if we can continue to remember that we are ultimately part of that ultimate source of love, it's much easier to stay plugged into that and maintain that elevated vibration, which then will affect everything around us. Your life becomes more harmonious. You have much more abundance. Things just flow. You know, people talk about being in that state of flow. When we are connected into that source, we find that our intuition is higher. You know, we receive messages from our guides much more easier. Easier? Is that proper grammar? Anyway, <laughs> it's an easier state of being because we are in that flow state. And that's what happens when we are embodying who we truly are. Because everything around us is just an illusion. Everything is an illusion. This is not like everything that's around you. Like as I'm sitting here at my kitchen table, my table, my chair, none of this is real. It's perception. And we are perceiving it to be real because of the physicalness of our body that has been created by our soul and condensed into material three-dimensional reality. But Ultimately, this is an illusion. We are living in a dream. So if you can remember that and understand that you have the power to change it, you can change anything. And that's what the law of attraction is when people talk about, you know, attract like attracts like. Well, when you are putting that vibration out of what, you, what it is that you desire and expecting it to happen, that's when things start showing up. Because everything around you can be changed. Nothing is permanent. Everything is changing, always. So you have the ability to affect everything around you, and that includes calling in better relationships. So if you are in a partnership with somebody, say you argue all the time, or you're frustrated by something they're doing, you can effectively change that. And not that I'm saying, you know, oh, it's my job to control somebody. And I'm not talking about coming from a place of control. But if you come from a place of love and understanding and knowing that they are dealing with their own inner traumas, their own inner subconscious beliefs, their own ideals about themselves, but then hold in that high space vibration of love and acceptance and unconditional you know, love for that person, you know, as much as you can based on, you know, where you're at, but hold them in that space. You'll be amazed at how that dynamic changes because I've done that myself, you know, and I know it works. And when you can maintain that sense of inner peace within yourself, love within yourself, it ripples out to the world around you. It is so powerful. Vibration is everything. And you can literally change the scape of the world around you, escape the scope of the world around you, based solely on your own feelings, thoughts, and emotions about yourself and how you're vibrating in the moment. Yes, exactly. Because, you know, Pleiadians, they have ascended through love, the love between man and woman. So relationship is a tool to help a person to raise vibration. This is why we have a relationship on earth. So people 
who are not really working on themselves, are not really interested in spirituality, they can even work on themselves and uh, I guess expanding their consciousness by going through the relationship. A lot of times, uh, lower vibration goals, relationship tend to be very hard and challenging, which is not always in case of twin flame relationship because that is a different animal. Because most of the relationship on earth tend to be hard and tend to be challenging is karmic relationship. And the people having karmic relationship in order for them to raise their vibration, if that makes sense to you. So um, raising vibration can be done without having a relationship. So a lot of people in the spiritual community, in, um, for example, some people choose to be single until their vibration is high enough so they can meet their soulmate. And I do think that is a very wise decision because getting into a karmic contract is a choice. Before me getting into spirituality or my spiritual awakening, um, I, I did go to this tarot card reader. And this person is not a tarot card reader for a profession. He's a book store owner, and he doesn't do tarot card reading. He doesn't advertise it. He only reads for people like among his friends or, you know, people who who knows he reads it. But unless you know, you don't know. But this person read it for me, right? And he charged me $60 and stuff. And then he predicted about my ex-husband super accurately. But... Before that, you know, I was in nursing school. And then before that, um, he predicted me that I'm going to be meeting a doctor and I'm going to be in a relationship with him, yada, yada, yada. But I changed, I had to change my major. And then I went to back to him and then I asked him and then he started describing about my ex-husband. And I was like, what's happened to the doctor, the hot doctor guy? <laughs> he was saying, you made a choice to uh, not to go into nursing, like, you know, become a nurse. So your timeline has changed. So the same thing, like when you raise vibration or you make a different choices, you have a plenty of uh, candidate. You know, you may you may have a soul contract, but some of the soul contract is not a definite. Right. We have a lot of person of relationship candidate according to your vibrational range. But let's say you have a 10 people you have a contract with. If I choose this, you're gonna, I'm going to meet you. That kind of thing, right? And we do have a huge life choice in our life. Like, you know, which college do you choose or which company you're going to work with or are you going to leave your country for something? That's a huge choice, for example, or leave your state, right? Nowadays, we have um, uh, online dating, but the point is when you move yourself or move location of your work, kind of person you're going to end up meeting, even that is kind of having sort of soul contract, it's not ironclad because of the choice you made. And because of that, and your vibrational level, your person will change, the person you tend to uh, end up being with. 
Uh, so a lot of combination, but when you are having a very nice vibration, I'm not saying you have to be speak and span 100% super high vibe in order to meet soulmate, but at least when you don't have a huge trauma and then huge um, challenging relationship experiences, which, you know, kind of client I work with, and a lot of um, twin flame relationship clients and other relationship clients happen to having a lot of relationship traumas in their past lives or past, not the past life, but just the past experience of just childhood or family ship and stuff like that. So when you clear those, you have possibility of meeting maybe um, two, three people, and then depends on what kind of, or could be five, depends on what kind of choice you're making, like, you know, what kind of job you decided to get or what kind of neighborhood you decided to move to. The uh, person is not always the same person unless, unless you made a definite soul contract. Means that is a divine, your divine partner. So your team, your spiritual team, or your higher self will guide you, steer you back into you supposed to get this profession. You decided to do something else, but something else doesn't work out. So you end up choosing profession A. They want they wanted you to go to, so you're going to end up with this divine partner. That happens. But... I'm talking about in regular relationship phases, a lot of stuff is not the ironclad. They are learning experience, right? It's not exactly the karmic partner, but in between karmic partner and soulmate, it's not like super toxic, but it's not a wow, you are the one. That kind of people. That kind of people, it's like uh, changeable, depends on what you choose. Yeah, and that's that's the interesting thing, and that's where it gets a little complicated, right? Because we do have soul contracts. We do incarnate into this lifetime with agreements with other people. However, we also have free will, and we make choices, and we change timelines based on our choices. Now, not to get really convoluted about this, but there are infinite timelines. You know, and we have multiple parallel lives. There are parallel Earths with multiple different timelines. So we always, as we make a choice, can change things, right? And that's what I tell people, you know, when I do readings for them or channel for them or whether they're working with me as a client when it comes to relationships, that you can shift and change things. So whether I go into the Akashic Records with somebody and help clear up some of their past traumas, break some of their contracts. You know, if it's not serving you, um, you can go in and be like, hey, listen, have this conversation with your higher self, with your guides, go into the Akashic Records and be like, listen, this contract isn't working out for me. I don't want to do this anymore. And you can change that. But just to give you an example, just from my own life, um, I can tell you that I know that my husband, the person I'm with right now, is my soulmate and my twin flame. 
And I knew it the minute we met. Now, I was married before, and that was a full contract. There were some karmic things we were working out in that relationship. And I knew that he wasn't like the most perfect person for me. But because I was still dealing with my own past traumas, my own past issues of unworthiness, um, I had a lot of issues around that because I grew up believing that I wasn't enough based on a lot of things that happened in my childhood. And in addition to that, past life stuff. I mean, there's so many things. Like the layers go just on forever sometimes. But you don't have to get to a place of perfectly healed before you call in that soulmate relationship, that twin flame, perfect person for you that is out there for you, that's meant for you to be together with. And I'll tell you why, because I had a whole lot of baggage, like so much stuff. And um, I had only really kind of scraped the surface of some things and kind of stepped into a new timeline where I'm like, I'm going to start working on this. I'm going to start letting go of some of these things. And once I made that decision that came with awareness, again, like I had to have an awareness around, I have all this stuff. So I know intellectually that these things aren't true. So how can I, you know, how can I best release this from my subconscious? How can I release this from my energy, these feelings of unworthiness and not enoughness? So I started working on that and it didn't really even take that long, like really only a couple of months, to be honest with you. And that's when I met my current husband, who is my soulmate. And it's just so interesting how things can happen that way. You don't have to, like, I don't want people to think you have to be in this perfect state of vibration. You have to embody perfect love in order to call that to you. You just have to be on that timeline, on that path, and taking those first steps. Because once you have the awareness around what it is you need to let go of, and you know the truth, the truth of who you are, because ultimately, we're all perfect in our own right. We are all who we're meant to be. We are all unique expressions of the divine. There's nothing wrong with us. But we've learned through society, through our parents, through other hurt and wounded people, we've learned certain things that we have decided to believe about ourselves that just aren't true. So as long as you can gain an awareness around that and understand that you've been programmed and you've been programmed, that's exactly what it is. It's just like if you think about a computer program, you have had a computer program installed into your psyche, into your subconscious mind that tells you that for whatever reason, you're not worthy of love or you have to perform or be a certain way to deserve love. And other than that, you're not enough. You're not worthy. We all have it in some way, shape, or form. We all do. And if you can realize that, recognize it, and then start taking little action steps of working towards, how can I let this go? What is the truth? What is really true about me? You are divine being. You are part of the God source. You are part of that all that is. Infinite intelligence. Ultimately, your core, that is who you are. The rest of this stuff is just bullshit. None of it's true. None of any of this stuff is true. You don't have to do or be anything in order to be worthy and deserving of love. You deserve 
ultimate unconditional love simply because you exist, period. And if you start like gradually taking steps towards that, gradually trying to shift out of those old beliefs, that old conditioning, that old paradigm, those old patterns, and start taking baby steps in the direction of, okay, I know this is the truth. I know this is who I'm meant to be. This is who I am. Then you'll be surprised at what that does to shift things in your timeline and in your vibration so that you ultimately start attracting people to you that are meant to be with you. Those soulmate connections, those people who are, who are like that ultimate match for you. So you don't have to, like, I don't want people to think you have to be perfect because we're never going to get there. It's ultimately a journey. We are always shifting and changing and healing and making new decisions and changing timelines. We're always growing and evolving. Nothing ever stays stagnant and there is no ultimate end goal. You know, it's always a journey. You know, there is no ultimate destination. You know, we're all going through ascension. We're all getting better and growing and evolving. So, you know, I have so many people that tell me, you know, once this is just healed, everything will be so much better and I'll be good. Well, no, because once that's healed, You'll probably have a little period of time where you feel good and then something else is going to come up to be healed. That's just how it works. But the beauty of this whole thing is, is that we are constantly on this ever evolving and growing exploration of ourselves, of who we are. I mean, that's why we're here in this body is to come into an understanding and awareness of who we are as spirit and and knowing ourselves and knowing ultimately you know, what do we like? What do we not like? What do we want? What do we desire? What do we want to create in the world? What do we want to create in the universe? So just be aware that there is no perfection to try to achieve because that's a trap. You don't have to be this ultimate state of vibration, this ultimate perfected, healed person in order to call in your love because that that's not how it works. But I'm telling you, it really only just takes those little baby steps to take a little bit and to stepping into that more healed version of yourself is enough. That's enough to raise your vibration, to get you to where you need to be in order to start calling that perfect union to you. Because um, like I said, that's what happened for me in my own life. I've seen it in other people's lives. And it, it really just takes that little bit of awareness of this is the lie. This is the programming. This is what I'm going to choose not to believe anymore. And I'm going to take these baby steps towards working on healing myself. Yes. So after when you are having awareness, that is not done. You have to work on yourself, right? Mindset stuff. They say, oh, you know, you're just going to use your will to change yourself. No, we're not going to change yourself. We're going to give you for the motivation to make a plan. How can I heal, right? You can use several methods to heal yourself. Uh, Could be like you started meditating, start um inspecting yourself like what you know what kind of stuff are you having what kind of belief you're having that kind of thing that's a good start or you know if you are like me you want to save a lot of time you know go to professionals and get rid of all this chunk of the uh, trauma and the stuff so you don't have those so when you don't have those what's going to happen is you don't have heaviest part of the vibration. And that's what I do with my clients. So when you don't have a heaviest part of vibration, you're going back to your core vibrational self. It's not the most highest vibrational self, but core self enough. 
So you will attract the, your group of people, your tribe, because you don't have a big chance, chunk of distraction factor within you, the extra heavy stuff, then you started to attracting your kind of people. And how do you know you started to attracting your kind of people? Because it's not just love. You started attracting all sort of people who are like you, not exactly like you, but who get you, who understand you. So you are not getting, let's say, toxic kind of people around you anymore. And that's a kind of sign you will know, okay, whatever the stuff I'm doing, I have, I'm changing myself. It's not a, wow, I'm 100% speak and span, clean, and I'm ready. That's going to take 100 years, right? Or maybe more. <laughs> the point is, me and Tonya, we still work on ourselves. We're pretty good at what we do. But, you know, unless we are like seventh dimensional being or maybe more, there's no end, right? Every day we are working on ourselves about something, even little thing, right? Even little thing. So when you get rid of that kind of stuff, you're more clear and you can think clearly. And then your instinct is um, more your main driving force now. So instead, I'm going to give you my own example. When I was uh, in my early 20s, um, I had this big choice I had to make. And this was huge timeline choice, which I didn't know anything about because I was, you know, I wasn't spiritual at all. Uh, I didn't know anything about manifestation. I was just a regular girl, right? And then I had to make this two big, one big life-changing choice. And then if back then I did clear the biggest chunk of whatever I was having, which I was so not aware of, um, I would have made the highest timeline choice instead of the choice I made. And then it kind of changed everything because once you, in life, when you make a choice, some choice you can never, um, bring certain things back into the how you are taking your optimum timeline right when you raise your vibration you can naturally start taking optimum choice the positive choice for yourself without you knowing because like your fear doesn't dictate the choice you're making when you are working on yourself and then you got, got rid of huge trauma you're holding, then you don't make a choice based on fear. You don't make a choice based on trauma. Then you will shift yourself into better and a better and a better timeline, one step at a time. But most likely that timeline, when it comes to when you have to make a big choice, you make the, you know, when you have choice of taking choice A and B, and let's say A is going toward a positive timeline, and the B is something destructive and stuff like that, and then you may learn, and then you, you're going to eventually back to 
a a dash timeline but that's not a you know <laughs> so when it is important to raise vibrations so you can make a natural choice which is good for you of course there is no mistake in life even you choose timeline b you'll learn something you grow something so that is a positive choice you can say that but you know all of us want to live in more positive more happy more fun timeline right if we can so it is a good idea to raise vibration so you can naturally choose the choice a yeah i totally agree and um i think just as we're wrapping things up because i have to get going at one o'clock but um some things that you can do so i like to make things practical right like this all sounds gray and fluffy and it's awesome but what can i do now what can i do now to affect this change how can i start working on this now to raise my vibration to help me call in that partner that i desire and ultimately i think there are some things that are really down to earth that you can do on a daily basis to you know even if you don't um you know even if you don't want to pursue working with somebody in a professional capacity like erica or myself there are lots of things you could do to start elevating your vibration and work on healing. And I always tell people, you know, you can do things the hard way. I shouldn't say the hard way. You can do things the long way <laughs> that take a long time, or you can do things the fast way. And personally, I like to do things the fast way because I, um, in all honesty, when I started this healing journey within myself to start releasing and letting go of a lot of these things from my past, um, it took me decades until I got to a place where I had my spiritual awakening and was able to release all the, uh, well, not all of it, but release a lot of it. And then, like I said, that soulmate relationship showed up for me. So you can go about it in your own time, you know, in your own timeline, whatever it is that you want to do, you know, it's really up to you because you're the one that's making all the decisions, right? So you can do things on a daily basis to elevate that vibration and work on healing that self within yourself. So, um, you know, meditation, absolutely connecting in with your own sense of your higher self, connecting in with source. Meditation is a great way to do that. Um, if you're not into meditation, you know, doing something that really lights you up, things that um, bring you joy. You know, one of the biggest things I love to do that just brings me a lot of sense of peace is going down to the beach and walking by the water. It's very grounding. It's very healing for me. So do those things. If you like to read, spend time reading. If you like to be outside hiking, go out hiking more, play with your animals more. All of these things will help elevate and raise your vibration. Um, I highly, highly recommend people staying away from negative inputs, you know, staying off of TV, um, not being really immersed in negative social media. There's so much in the world right now that in the collective energy is really focused on a lot of fear and anger. So 
you absorb that and that's going to lower your vibration. So stay away from that stuff. Pay attention to what you listen to. Pay attention to what you take in to your energy field. Stay away from toxic and negative people. If you have toxic friends, if you have toxic family members, stay away from them. Stay away from them. Guard your energy. Protect your energy because it is who you are. And we absorb energy of what's around us. You know, like that's that a lot of in the personal development people will tell you that you are the sum of the five people you hang out with the most. It's true because we all adapt energy. So just be conscious of what you're absorbing. Be conscious of what you're listening to, what you're reading, what you're ingesting, you know, what you're watching on TV, what you're listening to on the radio. Be aware of all these things. And then do the things that make you happy. Do the things that light you up. You know, if you are absolutely miserable in your job and you hate going to work every day, find something else or find another outlet. Find something that brings you joy. If you have to work in that job until you find something different, then find something that you do love to do. You know, um, I shared this with one of my clients the other day. He loves dogs, loves dogs, but he's stuck in his job. He cannot leave his job right now. So I'm like, well, what can you do in your free time? Maybe go work at the animal shelter, go volunteer on the weekends. If that's exciting and and joyful for you to be able to spend time with those animals, that is going to raise your vibration. So raising your vibration involves doing stuff that you really enjoy. Do what lights you up and then guarding your energy, keeping away from all that stuff that's out there that is going to affect your energy. So, you know, whether it's walking out in nature, walking down by the beach, playing with your animals, dancing, listening to your favorite music, stuff that builds you up, lights you up, makes you happy. Hang out with people that bring you joy. Hang out with people that see the best in you, that, you know, your friends that always have your back, that are always going to be supporting you and encouraging you. Those are the kind of people you want to hang around with. So all of those things will help elevate your vibration. And then above all else, be self-aware. So whether you're in meditation or not, you know, I always encourage people to start meditating. I think it's a godsend. I think it's an amazing way to connect in with your own source, your own self. But um, definitely find some way to tune into your own inner being. Be aware of your own guidance within you because your guidance will help lead you to the things that are in your best and highest good. So meditation is one of the best ways to tune into your own inner awareness, your own inner source, your soul, and your higher self and your guides. We all have guides um, and your angels and other light beings and all of these, all of the support is here for you if you tune into it. And when you start listening to that inner guidance and taking those little steps, you'll be able to slowly, gradually step into that awareness of who you truly are. And some of these other programmings and false beliefs and traumas will start to heal and fall away. It's a process. It's a lifetime journey. But these are some things you can do practically on a day-to-day basis that will help kind of ease you into that healing nature and be able to embody who you're meant to be while you're here, if that makes sense. That totally makes sense. And, uh, you know, one other thing you can do is when you start loving yourself, you can automatically raise your vibration. 
And then you are being your best friend of you, and you love yourself for that act by itself. You can repel. You cannot picking the wrong guy during the dating because you know how to value yourself. And then when you are raising your vibration, what's going to happen is you tend to start loving yourself. You tend to focus on yourself, which is not a bad thing. That is the most important thing. Okay, it's very important to love yourself as much as you love others. You can't love others more. Then you love yourself because then if you do that, it's gonna tend to be toxic. So when you started to loving yourself, focusing on yourself, then you can automatically choose the right person. You can automatically choose the right activity for you to do. You know when, for example, looking at a fashion magazine, it's not always a good idea because. When you are the kind of person you compare yourself to others, you know that's not always great to see. You know all these amazing-looking models and start thinking I don't look like that. You know, you are beautiful on your own way. So if you want to be pretty, look at yourself and how you can improve yourself more. Compare yourself from yesterday to now and see how you can improve in and out. And that is a key to find your perfect partner. You know, some people say, "I just gonna be me." Well, you can still improve yourself outside, right? You don't have to compare yourself with other person, but you know which part is attractive about you. You can enhance that part, and then the part that you are not so sure of, but you don't like about it, you can improve that part. Then, when you're dating, you can be in most confident self because you see yourself as a pretty person, and pretty girl inside and inside and out, and which is very important. You know that kind of vibration about how you are seeing yourself is energetically transmit to the guy, and he knows, and the way he treats you, kind of like. He treats you with respect and adoration, and that's it. That is important. So today we talked about this topic, and then you know we need to close the room. Thank you so much for listening. So, if you need help, me and Tanya, we are here to help you guys, and we put our link there. So, we see you guys next time. Bye.